0: It's Then Again with Ken and Glenn and
1: this cup of coffee. Glenn, what are you drinking today? I'm
0: drinking unsweet tea, but it's it's mango unsweet tea. Because
1: that's all they had, as was often drank and, during Victorian times. Yes,
0: they always had their tea, and they always had the mango. And you know, it's interesting; they did not drink cold tea. They drank tea in the proper manner.
1: Well, it'll be hot. hot I take tea. hot exactly. So, with that sly reference to the Victorians, in they did not drink the mango tea like no, he's drinking. Didn't. But, uh, but yes, today's topic is the Victorian, Victorian, Victorian era. Era. era, era.
0: rule Britannia. Britannia rule the waves so England
1: <laughs> never ever ever shall be, be slaves, slaves. but everyone else will that's right again that's key that's key <laughs> to the Victorian era Victor- <laughs> Britain's Englishmen never will be slaves but you can't say that for the rest of the world and specifically the economic domination of the Victorians but first let's examine why is it called the Victorian era a little queen that we like to call... the Victoria. Queen Victoria. Yes, Queen Victoria. Yes, well, she was Queen, queen Victoria. Victoria. <laughs> queen Victoria. But when we say Victorian era, you know, this is a, what, a 63-year and 7-month reign.
0: Well, that yeah, I actually had to to Google the... Yeah. Exe- because
1: it's so 18, long. 1837 to 1901. <sighs> Naming that, that span of time after a single person, she just happened to be queen when an astounding array of technological, scientific, and commercial and social movements were happening. You know, she didn't cause them. No. <laughs> she, she certainly personally benefited and her United Kingdom benefited, but it's it's kind of a mis- misnomer to say it's the Victorian era because people will assume that us because Victoria was doing all these things. She was reigning, but, but man, she wasn't
0: doing them. She but wasn't but doing you know what? You might as well pick exactly. some name you for gotta, some time period. you got
1: to call it something. And, and a lot of these... And look, we're not we're certainly not gainsaying that this is the peak of the United Kingdom and the absolutely. British Empire. I mean, it absolutely is and it's but it's because of a lot of things that are happening in the late 18th century, early 19th century before Victoria becomes queen. you know these, these the invention of the steam engine, these experiments with electricity, all of these things are are already well underway. When Victoria comes to the throne in 1837,
0: it is impossible to overstate the importance that steam power began to have on domestic and international economies, especially right. for an industrialized nation like Great
1: Britain. We you call it the steam era. The,
0: the, the <laughs> steam
1: pump. Ooh. Oh, wait a second. Wow.
0: Uh, no, but t- trains yeah. and steamships fundamentally changed transport. And, and now they are just beginning mm-hmm. to become. Viable and and common means of transportation mm-hmm. at the beginning of Victoria's reign, but by the time you get to the end in 1901, oh, they man. are pervasive. They are yeah. everywhere. They are the way to get somewhere.
1: And 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 really, in an unprecedented way. I mean, I don't really think it happened to this extent in any in any other country or any other particular nation. Sure, there's the global revolution in travel because of steam engines on ships and trains, but what it does specifically to the island of Britain. The, the the train network and the canal network that springs up in England is is just astonishing. The infrastructure that they build is is unrivaled anywhere. Right, and and I,
0: <sighs> I don't mean to make this sound trite in this era where we were trying to be better caretakers of the environment. Right, so so don't take it as that, but it is. It is that glorious time at the very beginning of the machine age right. when they're not having to worry. Well, they don't about know. The, they yeah, don't know. They don't know because they've never had a machine age before. Right, exactly. And so they're at the beginning of this remarkable machine age, and so everything must become efficient and become mechanized. Right. And efficiencies in in labor and manufacturing and travel uh, and government. Right. That You know, some of those efficiencies are not necessarily kind to to <laughs> all the subjects of the british empire right, but but right. they got stuff done during they did, her reign. They did.
1: You, it, and and you, i mean you bring up an excellent point that this is once again to use the metaphor a double-edged sword britain is subjugating foreign peoples and nations for its own industrial good raising its standard of living but it's also doing things like exporting rule of law and stability to to those same countries that then keep the English law system once empire is dismantled. C- careful ken
0: you're not supposed to be nice to, to imperialism and and yet i will direct you to the monty python skit what have the romans ever done for us?
1: exactly, uh, exactly. That, that's a topic for another day, that's a topic for another day. Uh, but
0: but no one did empire dare i say it even the romans
1: didn't do empire as well as the the brits did in this time that's period. right and once again dear listeners when we say no one did it better Oh, they were so good at empire. That's not—we're we're not saying that the empire was equitable to all the people under its sway. It wasn't. That's no. kind of the point of an empire. It is, That's exactly. kind of how an empire <laughs> is built. But I will say this to the United Kingdom's credit: they are one of the few empires in the world that then voluntarily dismantled after the Victorian era. I mean, yes, there, were, there was agitation. Sure. But to a large extent... There's not the widespread
0: bloodshed right, that you would right. think would happen with an empire that big becoming dismantled. Right. Now,
1: there are, there are several million people in India who will disagree with what I just said. Yeah. And, 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 and fair point. And fair point. <laughs> and Ireland, fair point. But, yeah, for an empire that big, the, the last time there was a European empire that big was the Roman Empire, and its collapse was not pretty. No, it was it not. Was, and it was a collapse. The, the Britain was a dis- a, 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 dismantling of itself in a lot of ways you could eat,
0: well quasi voluntary Qu- maybe voluntary is not the right word well but-, but no in
1: some instances yes in some instances it was and you know but you, you mentioned ireland a second ago and you know ireland is one of those it's just the poster child for here's why we don't like the victorian era <laughs> <laughs> right. uh because you know ireland is part of the british isles but especially in the era of the, the potato blight, and, and I'm one of those who, who won't call it a famine. I call it the potato blight because it wasn't a famine. There was plenty of food in Ireland. There weren't plenty of potatoes. But the poor folk, what worked on all the farms for the export market for the food to go to Britain, did eat potatoes. And, and What that, else did they and eat? Dirt. Dirt and potatoes. <laughs> if they were lucky. If they were lucky. <laughs> and they were glad to get it. Uh, but seriously, that, that really is kind of an exemplar of what, the ugly side of empire can look like, yeah. because here is Ireland, a neighboring Ireland, uh, to to a certain extent a common language. There, there's Gaelic, but there's also English spoken. There, there, there There's a lot of cultural affinity. Some would say because of you know, 700 years of English occupation. But anyway, it's there. And when the potato blight happens, when the crop fails, you know, you've got you've got a system of government that isn't like a government response we have today. We we have, for instance, here in the United States, we have FEMA. You know, there's a crisis, there's an emergency, we manage it through this agency that's federal, the Federal Emergency Management (laughs) Agency, FEMA. You know, there's nothing like that to address this famine that's happening in Ireland. And there are many people in the British government that are saying, well, let private institutions sort this out. This isn't the part, it's not for the government to intervene and do things. There are some people who say it is for the government to intervene and do things. And this is... You and know. both those voices are in Parliament. And both of those voices yeah. are in Parliament. And you know, Queen Victoria, who is often excoriated as she let the Irish starve, well, folks, Victoria doesn't have any power. It, I mean, she, you know, she doesn't. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, you know, she, she the, 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 the 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 reigning monarch of uh, in the British Empire is a figurehead. It's a constitutional monarchy. The 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 real power is invested in the Parliament. And yes, the Queen has the power to appoint. Uh, someone to form a government, and if she withholds that, that can mean something, but they don't withhold it B- yeah. because they they very studiously stay out of the political fray after you know what has happened in previous reigns. So while on one hand, yes, this the potato blight and the response to it by the government of Britain is is a dark spot on quote the Victorian era. Any whether victoria was was monarch or not that that government would have had a hard time responding.
0: That's just it too, is that this is the era where there's never again, in the modern era there's never been an empire that big. There's never been a national entity so complex. Right. They're they're really figuring things out. Right. And that's one of the geniuses of the Victorian era is that they actually sat down and through trial and error and application of thought and effort, they did come up with a lot of interesting systems to try mm-hmm. to deal with the problems of, of their day.
1: Right, right. You know,
0: after after the potato famine, they begin to say, "Hmm, maybe maybe we should look at yeah. at, at, at relief efforts and, and how that can work right. uh, to to relieve starvation." Do. Right, and you know, all the if if there's a, a disease that sweeps through a particular city or anything, how how do we deal with that? How do we deal with unrest in, in foreign countries, well, colonies, right. without, without just using sheer force to absolutely quash anything? Right. They're, they're figuring stuff out. Right. And, and, a, and a lot of, say, the essence of the complexities of Western traditional government, that's when it comes about. Yeah. Is, is in this era. Yeah. Because, but, and part of that is because the era is, it's a long time. It's a long time, yeah.
1: And, and, and you know. See, how many? I, I've, 67 I'll, years. 63, 63 years and seven months.
0: And I, we would have to Google. You at home can follow along with us. How many prime ministers did she have in that time? Oh, exactly. It was exactly. like
1: 12, yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, some, some of the. Disraeli and Gladstone and is some of the most well-known of yeah. all. And by the way, I've just named two men that were completely at odds with each other <laughs> that were both prime ministers for her. <laughs> you know. She she saw a lot in her day. She did. But but and here's the thing, I don't want to belittle her because her name does go to an age. A lot of this is about personality and 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 she does have this influence of personality over people like Disraeli and Gladstone and she does try to impart of a feeling. Of, look, here, here are things that I, I do feel and think, and it would be nice if we at least adhered to some of them, just on a genteel, civil, daily basis. Right. And of course, this is where we get the famous, you know, Victorian morals and ethics and and etiquette and all that sort of stuff that that can be so stifling, and that her son in the Edwardian era threw off. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> sort of. Yes, yeah, sort of. <laughs> uh, but this, but it's this this idea of personality influencing things, and. Something I love to show as an example of how influential her personality actually was, you need to look no further than the way we celebrate Christmas. Yes. Most of the things we think of when we think of a traditional Christmas are specifically from practices her family did. And when I say her family, I mean her and her, hus- and her German husband, Albert, and their children. You know, the Christmas tree is a German tradition, and there were Germans here in America and elsewhere that, that celebrated it. But when Albert and Victoria put a Christmas tree up in their home, it made the front cover of goodies and, and Gentleman's Magazine and Harper's Bazaar and all that, which, you know, those were the internet of its day. I, <laughs> I hate it when we do things like that. That's, that's not what they were. You, but, but, they were more the Facebook of <laughs> were, Really, really. So you, you've got international recognition of what they're doing in their personal lives and people Just like today, when you want to emulate what the Kardashians do, God help you. Uh, (laughs) The, uh, you know, the people, oh, look, look at what Queen Victoria and Albert did in their home. They put up a Christmas tree. Hey, you know, that looks nice. Let's do that. And they sent Christmas cards. And and that's the other thing. They sent Christmas cards. And when a a printer in London realized, hey, they're sending Christmas cards, the first mass produced, I'm making this card specifically for people to buy, and write their own greeting and send at Christmas, was during the Victorian era when a guy was trying to capitalize on, and this is what the queen and yes. her prince consort do. They send out cards. Wouldn't you like to as well? I sure would. I sure would, exactly. <laughs> the very specific influence. Once again, the singing of, 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 of Christmas carols. Now, yes, people sang at Christmas before them, but they had a big family, and they gathered around and sang songs, and once again, an enterprising publisher Got a list of the songs that specifically the royal family right. was singing, publishes it, and now everybody wants to sing. Let's sing Christmas songs and have a tree and send cards. Poof. There Christmas. it is. There it is. Exactly. There it is. Now, these personal traditions that they're popularizing because they're the most famous monarchs on the planet, maybe the most famous people on the planet at this time, goes hand in hand with this industrial and commercial revolution that's making it possible then to buy presents to give at Christmas as right. well. So you've got empire and production and commerce coming together with homey traditions, and, and,
0: all in the person of culture, Victoria. Yes, all in the person yes, of Victoria. Those Christmas trees are being cut down in the forest and they're being put on trains and, and brought into the exactly. city. Exactly. And yes, all all those things. And and that's that's why it's called the Victorian era because right. she was queen. But this. Her reign stands out because of its longevity. Yeah. When you think about sixty plus years of continuity within the British Empire, that right. has a huge effect. And and again, fortunately, she had a good personality. She did. That that people loved. Yep. Even people that hated the monarchy right. loved Victoria. Right. And and that that longevity over all those prime ministers and all those changes in society and culture and technologies and 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 things like this it's it's absolutely remarkable and and so when she when she does finally pass away in 1901 her mark culturally and politically is indelibly on the face of europe and on the face of the world now something and then something you mentioned genetically yes, in the world all well. those children because she had children and those children had children and
1: they married the, into
0: and by the time you get to World War one pretty much every country that goes to war with one another they're literally first cousins yeah literally. The heads of state literally. Are first
1: cousins the, 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 the heads of Germany and Russia you know and and uh, Spain and uh several others. Yeah, it, well, but, but they're, they're Australian Empire. That's right, right. And, yeah. they're, they're all of them, the head of state for all those people. They're great. They all have the same grandmother. Her name is Victoria. Yeah. I mean, it's astounding how she, 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 she well, that's why she was called the grandmother of Europe, she, because she literally was. It didn't stop the war, though, it didn't did Didn't
0: stop the war, though. No, it did not. Um, Which goes to show how much power the English monarchy, at least, certainly didn't have. Right, because right. Because they could have said, oh, let's all get together for Christmas, and we'll just sort this out. Right, right. And, and they kind of tried that, but... There were well, there were re- larger issues at play. Right, that right. Swept but but, beyond but that ability.
1: remarkable exchange of of telegrams between Kaiser Wilhelm and and the Tsar, where each of them is imploring the other, let's not do this, let's not do this, let's not go to war, let's not go to war. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing to read because they they both clearly don't want to do this, and and they are appealing to each other as cousins. Yeah, we we're both Victorias. I, we, I,
0: I want don't... all of you out there to think about think about your favorite first cousin. <laughs> Seriously, think about your favorite first cousin, and then imagine that the two of you control Europe.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: And and what kind of relationship do you have with your favorite first cousin that you could perhaps stop that from happening, or make it make the situation worse and, right, and, and, right. and make it happen? That's like I said, that just all these kids and grandkids just continue. And and really, World War One is sort of the penultimate peak of that Victorian era. She she passed away, you know, 1901. Yeah, yeah, 1901. So so 13 years earlier, that's the peak of empire, and that's the peak of that cultural and technological revolution you see with her. And after that, Britain after World War One, Britain is very different. Yeah, the world is very different. The monarchy is very different. For example, of this, this, see Downton Abbey. (laughs) (laughs)
1: but I was it was good that's a great segue because I wanted to say you know it's called the Victorian era we are very fast and loose with the word era In our country. We have to be. We, because, <laughs> because uh, you know, Trump's been president three years. It's the Trump era. It was the Obama era. Before that was the Bush era. Really, guys that serve, you know, three to five years to eight years, it's an era. Really? The,
0: the, it's the, an era. The Desert Storm era, the, the Pocket Pager era. Yeah. The MySpace era.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, be careful about throwing words like era around. Okay, because you, you know what? You just said that the monarchy is different. Elizabeth II has reigned longer than Victoria at this point. She has reigned six. Sixty-seven years. Do we call this the Elizabethan era? Do they refer to it? The, they don't. It's, <sighs> no. No long, it's no longer called we an should. era after the monarch. Well, God save the queen. In, in, in a sense, Victoria is the last monarch to give her yeah. name to an era. That's there, true. We haven't called it the Edwardian era. Well, the last individual. Yeah. Yeah. Because,
0: uh, because that's the
1: thing the Victorian but the Georgian era, era the, the new Georgian era with King George or the the second yeah.
0: Elizabethan era we don't Victorian era is not just the UK and the British Empire we have the Victorian era in America right right we still refer to a lot of the the traditions the, and a lot of the Victorian things that and
1: the architecture you know it's it really Gilded Age and God what an appropriate name that is <laughs> what's going on in the Americas <laughs> but you know you you have to look back. Uh, I can't believe we're already getting the sign that we need to wrap up. <laughs> oh, she said like, we got
0: five minutes. Okay.
1: Oh, good. <laughs> Strap in, boys and girls. Uh, but looking at well, the thing we're just talking about is, you know, that it's not called an era anymore. Before this, you know, we have. The Georgian era encompasses four kings named George. The House of Hanover is four people make up the Georgian era. Right. If you want to talk about the Tudor era, it's, you know, one, two, three. It's four monarchs, five monarchs that make up that. And within the subdivision of the Tudor era, the golden age of Elizabeth. God, she's uh, one of my favorite people in history. But— God save that queen, too. It's very—and and, and, and then in the earlier Edwards, Edward the I, and II, third. that Edwardian era. Once right. again, there are three monarchs. There's one monarch in the Victorian era one and that's kind of special in in the course of Absolutely. british history and, and and
0: you know she also in her era gets a bad rap too she does. because you you mentioned you mentioned the victorian etiquette and how stiff and and, and right. everything's were she wasn't that stiff because usually when you when we think of queen victoria we think of the very heavy set old lady sitting in a chair
1: in her youth in her oh she was she was quite the dandy in her youth. she was and and her and you know her husband albert and hers household was known for being a fun lively energetic place i think the reason she gets the bad rap is because when albert dies she goes into seclusion for 20 years Right. That's why she's always... And that's, that's why those why later years you those, see her in black. And, and the later years is when, you know, photography has really come into its own and there are a lot more images of her. So the popular imagination, well, we kind of see her after the love of her life died. She feels... Early. I mean, relatively, relatively early. early. So yeah. she feels defeated. So you see that in those photos and that sort of comes across. But, you know, th- think of, think of the, the Victoria of 1840. Britain is shooting to the top. Albert right. is alive. They've got children. Every The, the future is so bright they've got to wear victorian shades <laughs> <You know? laughs> and i think maybe we'll leave victoria at that point us <laughs> <me> saying yes <laughs> you will stop now and leave her so bye everybody hope you had fun
0: <laughs> then again with ken and glenn is a production of the Cottrell digital studio at the northeast georgia history center if you've enjoyed listening to then again with ken and glenn please make sure that you subscribe and help us out by writing a review To learn more about the Northeast Georgia History Center, visit www.negahc.org.